You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter by the qualities that are most important to you. Then book free 15-minute consultations with any therapist you're interested in seeing. And because 95% of therapists at Alma accept insurance, you can find care that's affordable too. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com slash therapy30 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com slash therapy30. Eight forty-five to play here in the fourth quarter. Watson going to go deep all the way down to the end zone. It is caught for the touchdown. Will Fuller. This is BetQL Daily with the Joes, Joe Ostrowski and Joe Giglio. BetQL Daily, FBQL Daily on Twitter weekdays, 9 a.m. to noon here on the BetQL Network. Joe G, let's head down to Houston. Check in with Sean Pendergast, morning show host, 610 in Houston Sports Radio, 610 in Houston. You follow him on Twitter at Sean T. Pendergast. Uh, of course, we'll get, see if we can get some Deshaun Watson information. Ton going on down there. We've got the Astros making deals. Mariners very upset about that. Some uh, realignment we're expecting in college football. So we welcome Sean onto the show. You know, Sean, I know you're a sports better as well, and we're all doing the countdown to the start of the NFL season. But let me ask you this. As a Sopranos historian, you're looking forward to the start of the NFL season or the prequel we have to wait until October for? Yeah, that's all. I can't wait. I think October 1st is the day that, that the uh, Many Saints of Newark gets released. So right now I'm just eating what's on my plate and looking forward to football. But if the season goes the way it should down here in Houston, <laughs> I'll be ready for Many Saints of Newark by, like, September 15th. I'll be ready to go. You know, like, if it's, I'll have moved on and uh, be ready to focus on the Sopranos <laughs> by, the end of, by the end of September for sure if it goes the way everybody – Everybody, certainly everybody in the betting community thinks the Texan season is going to go this year. It's good to talk to you guys. You too, Sean. He mentioned moving on. Uh, Deshaun Watson, he's still a Texan. He's showing up to camp. A lot of uncertainty on what's going to happen with him, his future, both legally and within the NFL. But how about his future with the Texans here? Do you expect Deshaun Watson to get traded soon, or is this thing going to linger for a while? Well, I think a lot of that's going to depend on the NFL and HPD. Um, and where those investigations go. I, I do think this, and first of all, there's been nothing normal that's gone on with the Texans really since they made Bill O'Brien the general manager a year and a half ago. So any prediction I would make about where this thing's going to go, both today with Deshaun showing up or not showing up at practice, we're all, I'm literally 10 feet away from the gate. I just did my show right next to the practice field, my morning show. So we're all waiting here to see if Deshaun Watson takes the field. As far as the long-term with Deshaun and him getting traded, the one thing I'm pretty confident about, guys, is that Nick Casario is not going to take a discount. You know, he's, he's not going to trade Deshaun for anything other than what peak value could be for him. I don't think he's in a rush to move on from Deshaun. In other words, like, I don't know that necessarily the circus that Deshaun brings is going to be something. 
that gets this team like, okay, well, now we got to move him. And I realize we think he's worth three firsts and two players. But, boy, this circus is just so horrible. We're trading for two firsts and one player. They're not going to do that. This, this is their one big swing to accelerate what is going to be a, a pretty painful rebuild here in town on the heels of the Bill O'Brien era. So um, I, I think a lot of the timeline is still yet to be determined. It doesn't look like the league is anywhere close to finishing their investigation based on the statement they put out yesterday. And HPD has had several women, some of whom are suing Deshaun, a couple of whom are not, but they've gone to, to the police with complaints. So there's still a, a ton to unpack here. Um, and I just don't know that there's going to be NFL teams that are going to trade for Deshaun right now still with all this hair on him, figuratively speaking. Yeah, I mean, circus, it's the right word. And I, I'd imagine down there, you never thought you'd be having any sort of conversation like this around Deshaun Watson. I mean, it, but as betters, and I, it's kind of unfair to ask you how you're going to bet your the Texans because we don't have any clarity on this Deshaun Watson situation, but we might not have any or much by the start of the season. You kind of have to make stances, take stances. Even if Watson is out there, you expect your Houston Texans to have a horrible season. I'm looking at this win total of four, Sean, and, and I'm trying to figure out, okay, how is that a loser? How is that a loser? How, are, how is this Houston squad, even if Watson plays a number of games, getting to five wins? Yeah, well, I think if Watson plays, they can get to five wins. I mean, I, and I know they won four with him last year, and that's a fair counterpoint, 100% fair counterpoint. Um, but, I, I mean, I think I think they can get to five. God, you're right. It's just so depressing to sit here and talk about a team that I cover and go, well, I think they can get to five wins and make it sound like it's some kind of accomplishment. <laughs> I guess, I guess, I mean, so the only interesting angle for this would be if I came up with a scenario where without Watson, they could get to five wins. And I guess what I'll say about that, and this isn't to say that I'm recommending that the listeners bet the Texans over four wins, but I'll say a couple of things. One, the Dolphins won five games a couple of years ago and everybody thought they were tanking. You know what I mean? Where they, they were trading Laramie Tunsil and they were trading Minka Fitzpatrick and they were stripping it down to tank for Tua and all that stuff. And they went out and won five games. You know, these guys still go out and try. The players aren't tanking. The team, you know, the, the, the front office, you could argue, is putting a team together designed to go get a high pick. I think the other thing I would say specific to the Texans is that Terod Taylor is going to be their quarterback, and he strikes me as sort of a version of Ryan Fitzpatrick, who was the quarterback of that Dolphins team, where he's just veteran enough. He's just, you know, been moderately successful enough. And I do think they've got some pieces offensively. You know, they do have pieces on the offensive line and some skill guys to where, look, it's the NFL, and even bad teams have half the schedule come down to a play here or a play there in a game. So I, I think if Terod Taylor, is, you know, if he's playing the entire year, now they've got Davis Mills that they drafted, and I think at some point they'll need to see what they have in him. I'm not saying take over on four. I am saying that Terod Taylor is a veteran enough quarterback to where, uh, you know, if the defense starts to get some things with Lovey Smith in here as the D.C. now, then then maybe maybe they challenge that number a little bit. But you're right. It's, it is, it's not only a bad team, but it's a team. I've never been part of any training camp like this where literally two-thirds of the roster is brand new. It's crazy. And they're all here on one and mostly one-year deals, a few two-year deals, but it's – you know, it's the hand Nick Casario was dealt when he got here. Like, it would be a weird training camp even if Deshaun Watson were happy. Sean, NBA draft tomorrow night. The Rockets hold the number two pick. A lot of buzz around Jalen Green. Is that the name you guys are talking about? What, what's the thought process as 
I mean, the Rockets were such a contender for all those years, and then it kind of blew up last yep. year, Harden, and and now they're at the bottom again. Uh, is Jalen Green the name you guys are talking about? No doubt. No doubt Jalen Green's the name we've been talking about. Uh, you know, from some of the research I've done over the last couple of months, uh, just as the Rockets, well, I'd say the last couple of months, you know, once they, we knew they had the second pick in the draft, um, done a lot of digging on Jalen Green. You know, Kate Cunningham, I, I watched plenty of him. You know, the college guys, I watched plenty. Jalen Suggs, I mean, it was hard not to watch Jalen Suggs, especially in the tournament. Um, but, yeah, Jalen Green is a name I think has a lot of people excited just because he seems to have the potential – to be, he has the potential. I don't know if he's, you know, Kate Cunningham is everybody's clear best player in this draft. Jalen Green at least has a game that I feel like is going to be fun to watch. You know, like he's the highlight reel kind of guy. He's the guy who everybody seems to think of this class could become the 25 to 30 point a game scorer. Um, and, I, and I like a lot of the research that I've done. I like a lot of things that I've heard about him, just his makeup, you know, his, his, um, you know, his heart, his desire, things like that. You're right. It's, I mean, Rocket fans have not been in this position in a long, long time. I mean, even predating James Harden, you know, you had Yao Ming and Tracy McGrady. I mean, it's, it's been a while since, this, since the fan base of this team has been focusing on the upper part of the, the draft. I, everybody here is just glad they have a pick. If they didn't finish the lottery in the top four, they would have had to swap their pick out and they'd be picking in the team somewhere. But, uh, yeah, long answer to your question, guys. But, yeah, Jalen Green. Jalen Green is the name, and that's what I want them to do. I do not want them to move up and give up picks and whatnot to move up and get Cunningham. I want them to stay at two and get green. Uh, Jalen green minus three seventy one favorite right now points about to be the second overall pick going to the Houston Rockets. How about some college football? Uh, we all know the why, why Texas, Oklahoma, they're trying to get to the sec and join Texas A&M. And uh, I, I don't know what's going to happen to the big 12. What's been the reaction down there. This episode is brought to you by progressive insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. Um, I think, you know, it's been mixed because you've got Longhorns here, you've got Aggies here, and then you've got the other Texas schools who are kind of left behind in this whole thing. So, um, so there's not one big reaction down here. It's been more like kind of a football civil war going on down in the state of Texas. I think most Longhorns I talk to are very happy about it. They're happy to get A&M back on the schedule again. Um, whenever it happens, uh, you know, it could happen anytime between now and 2025, I guess. Um, but they're excited to be playing the, the Aggies again. I think the Longhorns universally are happy about the move for the most part. It's the Aggies, I think, that are really mixed and conflicted on it because on the one hand, I think they're happy to get Texas back in their conference so they can have that Thanksgiving game every year. On the other hand, I think the Aggies felt a degree of uh, maybe pride, uh, you know, a degree of um, – uh, privilege is probably the wrong word, but I think they liked being the only Texas school in the SEC. I don't think, I know. I mean, the AD mm -hmm. said it. They liked being the only Texas school in the SEC. Not only that Texas is back in the conference, but it's from what it sounds like, the SEC didn't even involve A&M in any of the meetings or discussions. <laughs> so um, the Aggies are feeling, the Aggies, I think, this week, guys, are feeling a little like they're back in the old Big 12 where, yeah, A&M football is big business. 
but the Longhorns are still viewed as kind of a privileged blue blood sort of program, even though they haven't been good for the last decade or so. Um, and then you got the Baylors and the TCUs and Texas Techs of the world that are terrified right now as to what's going to happen. Um, what's going to happen with the Big 12 or what's going to happen with, with their, you know, there may not be a Big 12 anymore. Personally, me, I, I've got a vested interest. I have two sons, and one graduated from Baylor, one graduated from TCU. So I, I, I don't like it for their sake just because it, it's, you know, it, it, it makes football less exciting for them. I just don't like it as a college football fan. I know everybody's all hepped up about the super conferences and the matchups that we're going to see, you know, just the uniforms, the Oklahoma and Alabama playing in Texas and Alabama and Texas and LSU and all that other stuff. To me, it's just going to make for a whole lot less important college football on Saturdays when this happens because we know the direction it goes. When they get to 16, they're going to go to 32 eventually. And at that point, you've got a miniature version of the NFL, and you've really kind of torn away at the tapestry of what makes college football different than what we watch on Sundays. Sean, the Houston Astros, they're still doing it, despite a lot of drama over the last couple of years. Best run differential in the American League, right there for best record. They make a trade last night. With the Mariners, you get Graveman and Montero, a couple of relievers. Thoughts on the Astros? Are, are you feeling another run to uh, possibly a World Series this year? Definitely. Yeah, definitely. And I was I, – guys, I mean, as long as we'll take a betting angle on this. I was shocked when the Astros' season win total before the season was only 87.5 wins. I mean, I know they were sub-500 last year um, during the COVID season, but they made a run to the ALCS. That was a really small sample size of games in the regular season. I think even good teams, you can go find a stretch during a during you know 60-game stretch during a 162-game season where they're only 500 on the year. So, I, I man, I, I mean, I emptied the chamber on the Astros over 87 and a half. So I was confident coming into the season. I'm even more confident now, and I love the move they made yesterday to bring in Graveman from Seattle. That's another arm in the bullpen. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think, I think the Astros are, are set up really nice. They don't have that hammer at the top of the rotation like they did during the 2017 through 19 seasons when they had Verlander and Cole, Dallas Keuchel was pitching at a Cy Young level and things. They've got some good starting pitching. They've got, they're, they're pretty deep in the starting rotation, but I think that'll be the most intriguing thing about the Astros when the postseason rolls around is one, can they continue to hit like they have all year? And two, um, who are the three or four starters that Dusty Baker eventually settles on? Because they've got five or six guys right now who, if they're healthy, could start playoff games for you. But, yeah, I'm, I'm super excited about the Astros, and I think they've still got another move left in them between now and the end of the week. And I know they're one of the teams that's in the mix for Max Scherzer. That would be an amazing move for them if they did it. Yeah, we talked about it throughout the first half of the season, just the disrespect on the betting market uh, with the Houston Astros. I don't know. It was just money wasn't coming in. People didn't want to back Houston what it was. But I couldn't believe some days you'd wake up and see uh, the Astros are underdogs again. Uh, it feels like the market has finally caught up. Sean Pendergast, morning host at Sports Radio 610 in Houston. Uh, Sean, next time, uh, let's take a deep dive, talk about some some bets, not just uh, the Houston teams, all right? You know I'm here. I'd love to do it, guys. I appreciate you having me on. Thanks, Sean. Sean T. Pendergast on Twitter. Terrific follow. Make sure you check him out there. Does a terrific job uh, covering all things uh, Houston area sports. <laughs> there is a lot, a lot going on, Joe G. You know, I just, man, he brings up Dusty Baker. I can't help but flashback a couple decades ago. Oh, three? He, he killed every Cub starter. Oh, well, I, I'm not even talking about the, you know, the Bartman stuff. Right. I'm just, yeah, well, I mean, he, 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 he ruined them. He, he, he ruined them. Yeah. He ruined them. I mean, and those, not- and those were, you know what? You know what makes me feel old when I watch Mark Pryor 
jog to the mound as Dodgers pitching coach. I'm like, he's not oh, even wow. that old. That guy, and just coming up, it was he's got perfect everything. He's literally a horse. Nothing's ever going to go wrong. And Dusty just burned his ass out. And I mean, you look at those, and innings. it didn't help Kerry Wood either. No, it didn't. The innings that Pryor racked up early in his career, like they would take. They would take a manager out in handcuffs today if they tried oh to do that to a young God. pitcher. They would, yes. like the GM would run down to the field and pull the pitcher off the field himself. It just would never happen again. And, and just not a random pitcher, not a random, you know, middle of the rotation guy who's maybe out of the last year of his contract. It's like this guy's your future for the next decade. Yeah, I mean, okay. he was a two hundred million dollar arm before arms got two hundred million dollars, and they just they burnt they burnt him out. It is it is crazy, but Dusty. Dusty's got another another one more shot to, to get that ring finally. He, that team's really good down in Houston. Yeah, they are. They are. You mentioned they don't have the top of the rotation guy. I understand that. But outside of that, don't they have everything else? Seem pretty strong. And they, uh, they should be adding coming up at the deadline over the next couple of days. We continue our NFC North preview. We're going to tell you how to bet on the Bears and the Lions next. Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio. Keep it locked. I'm Beck QL Daily from Beck QL.